Upload it? No. I'm going to upload later. Oh, that was Tim not realising we got press go and we're on the move. He was just, I don't know what he was doing. He was sitting there liking tweets. I was getting some notifications. Tim Davis, Tim Davis likes. So I'm thankful for the support, but I'd like your focus. <laughs> One down, two to go. Our blue pages, player reviews continue here with players G through O. G-O. Oh, G-G-O. Dead. Uh, very good. I like that. Dead. He is dead. Add him to the list. He is dead. Uh, no longer with us. He actually uh, parlayed that, uh, such as it is, into a little bit of an enterprise for a while, the, the Go-Go Mobile Man. Shannon's. He, he recorded a song, wow, which we. was apparently terrible, hoping to cash in on it. Um, didn't. Um, that didn't lead to his death, but, uh, I mean, the two are unrelated. Uh, my name is Sean Peterbudge. 121 Media and MGA are responsible for sponsoring us, as always. Let's get into it. Dr. Tim Davis is still here. Thomas Gibson Dystart, his name was? Dead. Tommy Dystart. Scottish-born um, Australian actor. Very thick brogue. It's actually more Scottish than anything has ever sounded ever. I wonder if he really, really thickened it up. I think he must have. Well, he's he's Don. He's good. Yeah, That's great. Yeah. He would have made some sweet royalties from that for for a fair while. Like that's that's well enjoyed. yeah. Like that's you. Hey, I mean, he might not have even had to have had a job. Has anyone seen uh, is it the movie? Is it Daddy's Home with Mark Wahlberg and uh, Will Ferrell? Yeah. And Will Ferrell works at the number four jazz station, light jazz station in whatever the market is. And they're trying to do the jingle. They can't get it right. And Mark Wahlberg ends up laying down the jingle in like two seconds. And he ends up making some crazy royalty every time they play it. <laughs> he ends up pocketing like 20 grand whenever they play this jingle. I don't know if I've watched it in full, but... I have seen there's some pieces of it. There's some not bad stuff. Yeah, good. The second one's got a good sequence where um, Mel Gibson plays Mark Wahlberg's dad and they're having like a wrestle in the um, – like at a hospital room, I think. And then Will Ferrell walks in and goes, it smells like a bullfight in here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that amused me so. Dr. Davis, you're still not a doctor, but you're here. You're ready to rock and roll with a new set of players. Absolutely. Give, have... us, give me a player starting with G. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we don't have any. So I actually didn't realise that till I was doing the graphics. Yes. And I was like, A to F, perfect, because we had a few Fs. Yep. And I was like, where do we start next? And it's we've got a few Hs. Yes. And it didn't dawn on me that uh, I was missing G until literally days later. I went, oh, fuck, there is G. We don't have a G. But <laughs> There's one right here. But then could you? But then do you do A to G for your first episode? Well, that's exactly it. Yeah. This is it. So yeah. we were going to stop short or start yeah. delayed. Um, we've got, obviously, the big Fubba Ganoush is here, as always. <laughs> do you want to hear this one? I don't know if I like this one. <laughs> Fun fact, his family name is actually Smith, but when Tony arrived in Australia, the guy at immigration couldn't be stuffed. And just change it to his place of birth. So now they go by Guadagnolo. It's not his place of birth. I know. It's no such place, I don't think. No. <laughs> that all you got for us? Yeah, that, that wasn't great. Shouldn't have gone with it. Ah, oh, fuck you. Didn't work. I liked it. <laughs> um, well, am I doing another intro? So is this like... So we're dropping these on 
on consecutive days. So I, have I reckon we're going to drop them every second day. All right. Well, ciao ragazzi. Welcome <laughs> back. Yep. If you didn't listen to the episode one. Go back to it. Go back to it. Yeah, listen to it. Give us those likes. So are we doing patter or we're we not? We're going straight we've into got a, it. We've got a little bit of patter. Okay. Got a little bit of patter. Because I'm uh, getting hungry. Hungry for patter, I hope. No, hungry for just sustenance. You know what that sounded like? That was like, remember Al Pacino? He goes, <laughs> he goes five. He goes, uh, he goes uh, diamonds, I hope. <laughs> Cinco. <laughs> Diamante. It's <laughs> uh, a great. Uh, it's an underrated Ocean's 13. I, I don't mind it. You don't mind it at all. So the patter this week, have either of you caught up with uh, the new docuseries, House of Hammer? It's a, it's a little four-part. I think it's four parts about yeah. our, our boy, Army. Oh, the, I thought it was MC. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, dun, dun, MC, dun, dun, dun. I think, is doing a bit better than Army just yeah. at the moment. <laughs> all not, things not considered. Hard. Well, Army's caught up in some cannibalism. <laughs> Alleged cannibalism. Yeah. Um, and he's a what, – what is he? Uh, he's selling timeshares in the Cayman Islands. The Bermuda or whatever. Yeah. So – House of Hammer, I think I think it's four parts. It's available on Foxtel. Um, just a series about the sordid history of the Hammer household. Wow. Boy, oh boy, wowee, as BT would say. Uh, got some issues. It's all coming apart for Army, it's fair to say. Yeah, the bits and pieces that I've heard, it's... Uh, it's like, at what point, Tim, say you're an impressionable 20-something woman and you get... A, me- a private message from Army Hammer. I think it's on his private Instagram account as well, which has only got like – he's got his very curated professional image, his Army Hammer page, and then he's got his personal page, which is just for friends and family and the like. Some of the posts he was putting on that concerning, like just out there. So this guy messages you. You feel comfortable enough that this is Army Hammer. He's shown me that that day's paper, you know, he's got showing how many fingers, you know – as you're telling him to. At what point do his advances about cannibalism and weird fetishistic nonsense make you go, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> Sorry, Army, and just block the bloke. At what point do these people go, no, I'm not into this. Mm. It's cool that the guy that was in the Lone Ranger and at one point in time was going to play Batman, it's cool that he's like trying it on with me, but I'm actually not interested in what he's selling. Some people, will, I don't know, happy to tolerate a little bit of... Um, there were some very troubling things yeah. that he was saying. And you're like, the fact that his agency has dropped him, his agency has ditched him, not good. His career's over. It's over. Yeah. There's no Robert Downey Jr. comeback no. for Army. Oh, what's Tim doing? <coughs> Which is a shame because he, he... You can mute him all you want. His, his coughs come through everywhere. That's, that is true. It did come through. Um, but yeah, there's no resurrection for Army. None. He's done. Unfortunately, you make your bed sometimes, Sean. But as you say, like if if you want to live a life in the public eye, he could just come back as the other Winklevi. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> but you, when you, if you Cameron want to live your life and like Tyler that. <laughs> Winklevoss. Did you know Josh Pence, who played the other, he was a stand-in for whichever whichever part. So when they were like. Yeah, not facing camera. No, no. So both, so both Winklevi were in the frame. <laughs> I love how we call them the Winklevi. Um, I think they might have done, they might have done some face replacement sometimes. But there was one that would be a stand-in, and then Army they would change and they chop and change, and he he'd do both roles. Um, so Josh Pence played him. He played young Rachel Ghoul in um, the Dark Knight Rises. You know when they did the flashback. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Must have thought he had his career made. I've just been in the Social Network. 
no, you're not actually. Technically, you're not in it. Oh, fuck. Just booked this Batman sequel. No, no speaking part. You're in two minutes of a flashback. Fuck. He's an almost. Hasn't been heard of since. Not eating people. <laughs> well, this is, yeah. <laughs> is, well, you know, that's, that's a bonus. Something to be proud of. So, yeah. I've actually got a game for you two if you want to play quickly. Oh, shit. This is a game that I sometimes like to play. It's called the IMDB game. Yes. This is something that you can all play at home very, very easily, and it's a bit of fun for the whole family, yeah. guests, and yeah. the like. Yeah. All you need is IMDb. IMDb. And maybe some – we don't have them, but um, – because uh, we hadn't used the whiteboards in so long that the uh, the markers had um, – they, 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 they just dried on them completely and I yep. can't get rid of them. I was going to bring those in and we were going to play the game with whiteboards. Oh, we don't need whiteboards. We'll just go fast as finger first. I like it. So the game is you bring up IMDb. Yeah. I give you the name. Timbo, put your fucking phone down, you cheat. What are you doing? You, 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 Timbo. We spoke about cheating in the last episode about the, the fish and the, the chess. All you need is – no. so the IMDb is the source. Yeah, and you we're don't give play you along with IMDb. Timbo. That's what we were doing. Put it what down, you doing, Timbo. Timbo. You got IMDb open? No, no, no. I'm, I'm replying to fanatics who have fucked up one of my orders. Oh, no. What for? Some T-shirts or whatever. Uh, have you bought more shitty T-shirts? That's all I buy from fanatics. <laughs> <laughs> he buys some of the worst T-shirts you've ever seen in your life. Ramirez. <laughs> one, of the great, one of the greats of Major League Soccer. <laughs> Never heard of him. So basically the premise of the IMDb game is I give you the name of an actor, a director, whoever. Yep. And then you have to give me as many of the four titles that they are known for. So okay. you'll notice that when you open IMDb, you bring up an actor – the four titles they're known for most, according okay. to IMDb. Yeah, sometimes okay. sometimes they're very obvious and sometimes you're like, eh, really? Okay. That? Let's play. Over whatever. So, for an example, if I was to give you Steven Spielberg, yeah. you've got, e. you got four titles, what would you go for? E.T., yeah, Jaws. E.T. is one of them. Jaws isn't. Schindler's what? List. Schindler's List is one of them. Jurassic Park. Nope. Saving Private Ryan. That's one of them. Yeah, okay. And there is an obvious one that Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. 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 Okay. So for the sake of this game, I will need you to be specific. And okay. Jaws so. doesn't get in there. Jaws is not one of the four. He does have a very impressive filmography. Yeah, well, so he's one of the biggest players in the game. So there are going to be some unlucky omissions, some oh, honourable yeah. mentions. But so, Jaws would be on any list. Well, I agree. <laughs> so you can play along at home here. So what we'll try to do, I think, is I reckon, I reckon we almost do the bidding game because we don't have whiteboards. Okay. So I'll give you the, the person's name and then you can bid how many points you think you can win. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. So individual number one, Army Hammer. <laughs> what are the four titles you think he would be known for? What are you prepared to bid? Three. Timbo, are you prepared to give him the three, or are you yeah, take, happy take, to? He'll get the three. Are you happy to bid four? Well, I won't get four. But so he, you okay? He the three. Here we go. What do you reckon, Papa Ganoush? The Social Network. Yes. The Lone Ranger. Yes. And the Man from Uncle. Yes. Ooh. And the fourth one was Call Me by Your Name. Yeah. Which is the film on. where uh, old mate Timothy Chalamet jerks off into a peach. Well. <laughs> you've told that story before. Yeah, bizarre. Apparently, it's art. Yeah. So Fabian gets the points. Three points to Fab. Individual number two, Jack Black. And you, so it's top four, isn't so it? So it's four. I'll go three again. Let him have the three. Okay, give it to me, Fab. So when you get one wrong, you're out. 
Yeah. Obviously. School of Rock. Yes. <sighs> Jumanji. Incorrect. That's T- stiff. Tim needs to get one to get the three points. One correct answer gets you the three points, Tim. School of Rock is obviously off the table. That's oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> you can't just name no one. Are you, are you with us, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> See, I have a I have a movie with Jack Black in it that I really like, but is, I don't think it'll be in his top four. Oh, don't go for it then. That's not how it works. It's not with the films that Tim Davis likes. Yeah, yeah true. Because there's a movie, The Holiday. Tim, you can't. Are you picking the holiday? You can't. Holiday. You, you're yeah. incorrect. Fabian gets the points and therefore wins the game. Which and, and give us the other one. So the other one was uh, the other ones were High Fidelity. Yeah, wouldn't have got that. Nacho Libre. Nacho I love that Libre. movie. Yeah, yes, made by the um, Napoleon Dynamite uh, guys. Yes, yes. The Hess brothers and King Kong. Yeah, wouldn't have, wouldn't have. I've ah. seen King Kong with Jack Black in it. Wouldn't have gone there. Mm. Nacho Libre. I there still know what you did last summer. He plays a stoner. Yeah, he does. He's a cable guy as well, if people remember back wow. then. He was a straight kind of character in the cable guy. And then lastly, just for fun, uh, Will Smith. Four. Oh, shit, it's the top four. Yeah, it is the top <laughs> four. <laughs> I've left myself nothing. I think he gets it, Tim, because unless you're prepared, you can't go four. He's bid four. Well, just when he fucks up. Yeah, that's, you can swoop in. What do you got for me? Wow, we. Men in Black is cool, on there. That is on there. Bad Boys. Incorrect. What? Bad Boys is not in the known for Will Smith. Can I keep going? No. Timbo, you can sweep sweep in and win the four points and narrow your defeat from 6-0 to 6-4. It's the movie where he sells the computers. Timbo. It's not going to be on there, is it? I'm not giving you any hints. I can't Tim, think of the Timbo's name. Timbo's the worst. Whenever, we do, whenever we do these quizzes, Tim goes... I'm not saying this, but is it the one? <laughs> he or, tries to read and he, you. And he tries to read me, and he tries to like backdoor his way, pardon the pun, into a um, correct answer. You gonna have a stab, Tim? I'll go Ali. Incorrect. Wow, that is a good. That's a good stab. The pursuit of happiness. That is. That's the one Tim was thinking yeah. of. He goes to a San Francisco 49ers game. I believe. There you go. In between living, in, in, between living in a public toilet. Yeah. Um, no, so Will Smith's And that wasn't were, in it either. No, Will Smith's were The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Is that a movie? Well, they're, no, they're credited uh, TV shows. Oh, I didn't even think about this. Men in Black. Independence Day. Independence Day. Yeah. And I Am Legend. He, he is yeah. a genuine movie star, though. He's, he's Yeah. Not yeah. so much anymore, but, but geez, you're right. the mid-to-late IMDb, if I had have thought about the fact that it was... Uh, TV. And TV, you know. That's the one it. where at the start of the game you would make that clear, but for the purposes of Will Smith, because if it was, that's a bit. You don't have obvious. any others? I like this game. No, but that's the fun of it, because mm. you can just pick anyone. And the game could be potentially as well when you're playing against someone, is you want to almost pick someone who's got a really tricky. Yeah. yeah. To, to get to, to spook them. Google Tom Cruise. It'd be interesting to see what his top four are. What, do we want to have a crack while yeah. we're waiting for this? So what do, what do we reckon? Top Gun. Top Gun will be on there. There's always some surprising ones where you're kind of like, oh. And so you'd put a Mission Impossible, but which one do you put in? That's true. Uh, we all love Cocktail, great movie. That it's, won't be, it's it's not won't on, be there. on there. I'll, I'll give you the hot tip. This is a hint. Tom's got some interesting ones, who, which you would not – would, Tom would be a real good curly one. Well, what was the movie that he made with, his, with Nicole Kidman? Eyes Wide Shut, still with Stanley um, Kubrick. And um, Far and Away. Yeah. Home and Away. Away, that won't away. be on there. Vanilla Sky won't be on there. Vanilla Sky's on there. What? Wow, wait. Yeah. Is Days of Thunder on there? Nope. 
So Top Gun, Top Gun's on there. Is Top Gun two? The on Last it? Samurai. <laughs> the Last Samurai's on there. That's a good get. And then the last one's pretty obvious. This is Born on the Fourth. Nope. Obvious, you reckon? Huge movie at the time. Mid nineties. On your feet, Mac Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Great movie. It is a great movie. He's got so many good movies. Like I don't understand the whole like the tabloid bashing of Tom Cruise. This Scientology. guy, it's, it's the Scientology. Who gives a fuck? This guy's this guy's he is, credits. Mate, we spoke about this with Maverick. He's the last great movie star. Absolutely, he's is, the yeah. last great. You go through his movies and you go blockbuster, 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 like blockbuster. Harrison Ford up until naked with his wife, blockbuster, blockbuster, blockbuster. It's just oh, well, like even recently, Mel Gibson was. Do you up know what I love? I love too. that movie. Can't think of the name of it. On your feet, maggot. Yeah, um, Edge of Tomorrow. Great Edge film. of Tomorrow is amazing. Great movie. film. Well, you look at his recent stuff. A lot of people have like haven't seen. Mate, it. you look at his recent stuff. Like you seriously, you go back to when he kind of had his. Let's. How far back do we want to go? I just, he sort of had a bit of a, a lull, if you will, when he did. So he did like Jerry Maguire, which was fine. Eyes Wide Shut didn't really go. Yeah, but he was very good in Magnolia, but he's not. He's yep. not the star. Yep. And then he did Mission Impossible Two, which. Australians can't watch because it's shot in Sydney and it just looks shit house. Yep. Uh, Vanilla Sky didn't quite go. Minority Port is fine. He had a great bit. He was in Austin Powers, which was a bit, you know, yep. the cameo at the start. Last Samurai's great. Collateral's great. Yep. War, of the, War of the Worlds was a fucking blockbuster. Collateral's very good. Massive movie, War of the Worlds. Um, Mission Impossible 3 is outstanding. Is that Ghost, Pro- Ghost Protocol? No, or is it the fourth? That's the, that's the fourth one. Mission yep. Impossible 3 has got Philip Seymour Hoffman in it. Yep. Bri- like, brilliant. J.J. Yep. Abrams did it, and it was just—it's it's a TV show. It's really fun and punchy and tight. Great. Lions for Lambs is just a bit of a nothing kind of. Never heard of it. Oscar hunting film. That was a that was a misstep. Stole the show in Tropic Thunder. Yes. Oh, the fact that they're gonna—they're considering doing a Les Grossman movie. They have, but forever they've been just considering. I don't think that would work. I think he's a cameo. He is a cameo yeah. special. Those fat, um, those fat fingers are brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Oh, what, what was the guy's name? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Flaming Dragon. <laughs> All right, Flaming Dragon. Fuckface. Fuck <laughs> uh, like oh, then he goes, I own Southeast Asia or something. <laughs> <laughs> Valkyrie. Valkyrie's really good. What a movie. Um, somehow made a situation everyone knows they lost really tense. Do you, know who, do you know who's very good in that movie? Kenneth Branagh? No, the... Um, Thomas Kretschmann? The guy from... Fucking Notting Hill. This guy sings the song. Reese Ifans. No, 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 no. He's got a short name. Hugh. Bill Nye. Bill oh, Nye yeah, is good. Bill Nye, yeah. yeah. That was it's a good It's, it's a, a very movie. good movie. Very good cast, yeah. Night and Day is real good fun. Yep. That's just a fun comedy, classic like 80s action comedy. Is that 2010? Night and Day? Yes, 2010. Yeah. With, I remember um, in LA it was just plastered everywhere. With Prendergast's favourite, uh, Cameron Diaz. Um, Mission Impossible yep. Ghost Protocol is great. Rock of Ages is just a silly. Uh, Stacey Jacks? It's just a stupid musical yeah. who gives a shit. Jack Reach is really good. Very good, the first one. Oblivion, it's not an outstanding movie, but it's like it's a risky sort of new property. It's, it's not bad. Edge of Tomorrow is great. Oh, what a movie. Mission Impossible Emily Rogue. Emily Blunt looks amazing. She in looks that phenomenal. Yeah. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation's great. Jack Reach's sequel. Not, not as good, not not as, good, good as, as the first. But still, it's a good movie. You know what was good about the first? This, this, they got the sound of the cars spot on in the first. When you listen, it it's like when you watch Jack Heat. Reacher. Yeah, sound of the cars. Isn't there a car scene? Am I thinking of it wrong? No, it's Jack Reacher. That's a weird thing to praise about that movie. Though. I just remember He's a mechanical the mechanical engineer. Yeah, the Mummy and American Made are sort of not great. It's like yeah. the shootout in Heat. 
You'd the listen to it now. Heat, the shootout in heat is unbelievable. Watch it with headphones on, mate. You just you it's think too loud. Yeah, <laughs> you think you're being shot at. <laughs> 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 Mission Impossible Fallout's great. Top Gun Maverick's the best movie of the year. Yep. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 and 2 are next up. His, his run of form in the, over the last 20 – and even before that. You look, and before that's ridiculous. You look before risky that and you go, go, risky business, all the right moves, legend, Top Gun, colour of money's great. Cocktail's a bit of fun. Cocktail's brilliant. Uh, Rain Man's a classic. Born yeah. on the 4th of July, should have won an Oscar. Should have. Um, Days of Thunder's good fun. You know, Far and Away's not great. A Few Good Men's great. The Firm's great. Yeah. Interview with the Vampire's got its time and place. Yep. Yep. Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire. Can you do me a favour? No. Legend. Because <laughs> you put it in my head, I still reckon Show Me Heaven is one of the great songs. That's the outro for this episode. I don't even know what that is. Hold hey, on. Marie McKee. What's it from? From a movie? From show Days of Thunder. Oh, oh. Is that, is that I'm the, thinking of the John. What's the song? The credit songs. Is that a John Cafferty song in the credits at Days of Thunder? It's this really over the top, like late '80s, like um, ballad. It's hilarious. It's yeah, like okay. it's terrible. No, no. Play Maria McKee on the way out because that's what. At the end of the day, that's what we want uh, Carlton to do for us. We want them to uh, show us heaven. So. Is that the song that goes? I'm not, nah. Yeah, that's is that one. the one? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a, Can you give up that? That's just one more time. That. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad song. I like it. Uh, just while we're waiting, hold on. Give me one second. I just want to go. I just want to go. Days of Thunder. Credits. Ballsy. That's that's. Whenever, remember when Entourage did the thing where they made Queens Boulevard and they wanted to keep the crew together to make another movie. That it always just reminded me of Days of Thunder. So Bruckheimer, Cruz, and Tony Scott do Top Gun, huge success. Let's what? get the what boys. What was the movie called? Let's get the boys back together and let's let's make another movie. And they Clouds. just made they just made Top Gun again with cars. Yeah, Clouds. What was it called? Silent. Lost Lost in the Clouds, and then he re- he wrote it. Rewrote it. Like Silo. Yeah. Last Days of Freedom is that what it's called? This. Can you hear that? I can hear it a bit. Oh, no. Yeah, it's Last Days of Freedom. It's not coming through the thing for some reason. That's a bit weird. Whatever, not important. It's a fucking... There'll be people losing their shit going, when the fuck are they doing the Carlton review? (laughs) 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 Just scrub forward. Uh, (laughs) It's your mate. Top Gun, Days of Thunder. But yeah, we've established that Tom Cruise has got a pretty good strike record. (laughs) Really? But yeah, the IMDb game, a bit of fun and extremely easy to play. Well, the fact that there's only four yeah. means you've got to be selective in your... Uh, and there, there are some where you're like, generally speaking... Army Hammer's a lot easier than someone, say, like a Will Smith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then like, see, someone like a Johnny Depp, I reckon, I reckon from memory, I reckon Johnny Depp's got a couple of Pirates movies. So of his four, I think two or three of them are Pirates and movies. And would he have Jump Street in there because that's where he got his start? No, that's Jump Street. And I think it's like Sweeney Todd... Yeah. And a couple of Pirates movies. And you're like, hmm, yeah. Really? Probably. What about Nightmare on Elm Street? What about Blow? No, I don't think they're in it. What about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? That, that could – see, that's one that's like line ball. Yeah. It might be – I definitely think Sweeney Todd's there. Pirates one, maybe two, and then maybe – yeah. All right, do we ready to go into Good stuff. the – Let's go. The Gs? So uh, we'll start with the Gs, of course. There are no Gs. <laughs> so we'll go straight to H. Will Hayes, delisted. So not good for Will. Uh, mid-season pickup um, and an example of something we actually suggested the club needed to get better at doing 
which was making our VFL program a credible and reliable pathway to the senior list, which therefore makes the VFL team stronger yep. and a more attractive proposition for delisted players or undrafted players. So, I mean, that's a tick. Um, he was the sub against West Coast in round seven, and he followed that up with a starting role against Geelong in round 18. He suspended in his yeah. first He game? got suspended for a tackle on Sam Minigola that night. It felt like he turned the ball over 15 times yep. and never played again and was delisted. And never took, <laughs> and never took a, a risk on a kick at all on a game where we just kept on kicking up the line to Sam DeConing and Lockie O'Brien was dropped for him to be able to play. Bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. Um, so, yeah, he had 23 touches that night, and I, I think he actually only had was credited with something like four clangers. And I was like, Jesus Christ. The definition of a clanger. Yeah. I don't know what they were watching, but, you know, look, got an opportunity. Um, and deserved it too because know, he was playing good footy at VFL level. He ran well, all that sort of stuff. So it was a worthwhile experiment. Yeah. But it was exactly the wrong side to be playing. because oh, they, 100%. They, I mean, and look, the parallel between our game – versus Geelong and Sydney's grand final versus Geelong, I felt like we were watching exactly the same game because there was no creativity, fan- Sh- fantasy or door. imagination mm, yeah. in the way that Sydney Senorita went about it. Carbonero. <laughs> and, um, I need to get that clip. <laughs> and that was uh, that was exactly what we did on that night too and, and Will didn't help us. I Look, what can we say? We don't want to labour there, but I think a bigger picture recruit um, who the club can use to sell the dream to prospective recycled players or undrafted kids yep. as, you know, we give guys a chance. If you come in and do well, we'll give you a look. Yep. So that's what we needed to do and we needed to establish that Hawthorne have had it with Box Hill now for a long time. We haven't had that through our VFL pathway as yet. Um, so they needed to, I think, an important step. Yep. And realistically for Wills, Wills, Will, as you said the other day, uh, is sometimes you draft these guys and they spend like three months on your list and then you delist them and then they just go back to where they were and it's destabilising and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Will's a very fortunate character in that he has a whole other life outside of football that in an instant you can go, yeah, have a crack. I'll see if I can follow this dream. If it doesn't go out, I'll just... What is it, horse racing? Train the Cox Plate winner or something like that, yeah. Okay. Well, good for him. Mm. Um, George Hewitt. So the bargain pickup at the 2021 trade period, if not for us... The league. Some would have you believe we overpaid. It's almost like, Fabian, I keep saying this. I've said this on pod. I've said this to you recently. I'll say it again. One of my favourite tweets of all time was the guy talking about NFL football and he said, the more football I watch, the more I'm convinced that but for a very small handful of genuinely intelligent football people, and he used Sean McVay, Bill Belichick, and there was one other, he goes, Every other head coach or GM is no more intelligent than the average well-informed fan. And I thought, you're actually probably right. And when people were talking about George Hewitt, just say, look, I actually don't know a whole lot about him. Um, played a lot of games for Sydney. Value for money. You know, I'm, I'm not really sure. They haven't overpaid, blah, blah, blah. Don't come out and do the big Hail Mary balls down on the table call. No, nah, it's, it's a shocking deal yeah. when you don't actually know. He finished second in the Swans' best and fairest two years earlier. Like it was to to frame that argument. This is Tim. Just... Tim, this is a club that we can't go five fucking seconds without hearing how great their culture is. Yeah. Like legitimately, mm. we can't go five seconds without someone going blood's culture. Give yeah. me a bit of that. Yep. You get a bit of it. Overpaid. Yeah. You're going fucking shut up. And 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 the other thing, and we've always talked about it on this pod too, is you know I. I Buddy Franklin and his deal and all that sort of stuff, it, it 
inhibited their ability to be able to retain retain mm. and extend and and if you were careful um and you could give stability there were always going to be players that were gettable you just had to get the right player and i reckon small sample size but everything that i've seen that nick austin's done and the way that he's used what he's got i reckon he's chased Maybe not Zach Williams because I think we recruited him to be a different footballer than he'd shown he could be and now we've realised that he's not and he's going to go back to his original role and we'll talk about that in episode three. We will. Um, but uh, what he's been, when he's selected the players that he wants and the guys that he's the ready-mades and what is there on exposed form, really seems to have done that quite well. So George Hewitt came to us as a free agent. On bang average money, I think he's on 400 450, odd. I thought it was. Which is a little bit more than the league average. Correct. Um, played 120 games for Sydney. He immediately made us better. Fab, what do we like about this? 15 games. He only had fewer than 25 touches once. We missed him in the last part of the year. He finished fifth in our best and fairest. He won 99 clearances in 15 games, which is nine short of his career best, which is pretty good. He mm-hmm. played 23 games to, to get to that mark. In fact, if you extrapolate most of his key statistical indicators out over a 22-game season, he was on track to record highs in all of them. Correct. So that's that's a value-for-money pickup. Absolutely. He um, he added something to our midfield that we we needed. We needed the assistance to Cripper that was different to what Walsh has obviously brought. This guy's a, a pure in-and-under, you know, Clearance machine. The only thing I don't like about George sometimes his delivery inside fifty is a bit, bit high. It's a bit high. Yeah. I've, got, I've got that in my focus. I'm not sure. This is my focus. I'm not sure if this is something that can be fixed. But sometimes his kicking can lack a bit of penetration. Yeah. It's fifty, <laughs> meter, 50 meters up, twenty five. Fifty meters up, twenty five meters long. We'll just change that around. Just a bit. giving everyone an opportunity. And look, ultimately for him, and this is a great thing to be. He is an ultimate, like a competent AFL footballer mm. in terms of. He's not outstanding at you can't anything, have, but he also doesn't seem to have any real glaring. Oh, no, you can't have twenty-two A graders. No, it's just impossible. The salary cap doesn't allow you to do that. And and we unless brought, you're we, Yeah, <laughs> we've brought him in, and he is a B plus footballer. Like, yep, it's great, and, and, and we and, love it. And, and at his best this season, he was probably better than that. Yep, hundred percent. His career best on average was twenty-one point nine. I think I wrote down. Uh, he averaged twenty eight and a half possessions this year. That, you look big at that. Numbers. You think about that, big and you numbers. go, "He's actually winning twenty five percent more of the ball." Yeah, and that's phenomenal. And, and yet, we've deployed him more as a permanent midfielder, whereas often up in Sydney, he was often a run with kind of a player. So it, it, there's a slight change, and there's a context. But this is that shake the tree, Tim. Shake the oh, tree and see what see what falls out. Yep. If you can get some value out. So. Um, one of many, we mentioned the back problems in the first episode. A few boys, uh, he was one of those to develop a quite serious back problem. Um, so our S&C program, is it a loading issue? Whatever it was, ultimately hurt us. And I think, not him in isolation, um, but yeah, he would have really helped in a few of those close losses, which ultimately tipped us out of finals. So a fully fit George Hewitt um, for even 20 games. Probably makes, an enormous, probably makes an oh, Timbo. Come on, Timbo. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Is it the last note of freedom? Move on. I think it's the last note of freedom. David Coverdale, Days of Thunder. Uh, Classic American ballad. Uh, We're wasting. Snake. Yes. Yes. Hurry yeah. up. Are you hungry? Yes. Hurry up with Order the, something. There's nothing stopping you from ordering and having it delivered, mate, whilst we're going. 
Come on, let's get to the end of this episode. That's about an hour away. No, we're not doing an hour. I think we probably are. Fucking hurry up. Just order something now. We can order it throughout the live, throughout the episode, and just weave it in. Come and on. Bring, Next the, one. bring the listeners closer. My mate, Josh Honey. It is your mate, Josh Honey. So, Fab's favourite player. Now, I'm duty bound to ask you this, Fab. Are you prepared to admit here and now, finally? Are you prepared <laughs> to admit, look, amongst friends, we all had a laugh about it. Have your opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. I want you to have it's your opinion. It's good that you have an opinion. That's No one's having a crack at you. I have plenty of opinions that people have a dig at me for. Fucking Collingwood fans are coming at me for months. So I'm giving you the opportunity way back on the 25th of June. Did you... This guy's bookmarked it. Did you or did you not... It's not good enough. ...put a line through him? Yes. You did? On the can, day. Can you... Sorry, can we just say... Just, can you, we no, won't, he said he did. No, no. Can, we, can you just say it in a sentence... I promise you, we will never, ever, ever go back to this ever again. It's not good enough. (laughs) 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 Fuck, I've been waiting for that for months. (laughs) Jesus. Good, I'm happy. It's what we all always knew, but thank you. I'm happy. So, look. Played five games this year, technically. Um, one was non-playing one medical was a, sub. Yeah, non, he was a non-whatever it is, unactivated sub. So he played the four games. Um, Nick Geelong, he was the sub, which is probably just as well he didn't get on. It was a bit of a graveyard. Um, season high, 14 touches and a goal against the GWS. i got to say, I don't mind him. He has something. There's Whether something, it's enough, I don't know. He's got a certain je ne sais quoi. <laughs> There's something about him that I don't mind. As a depth, fuck, 38 to 46 on the list. He's got one more year. If he can't climb that, he's out. Needs yeah. a haircut. I don't disagree with that. But there's, there's something about him. He, I think he moves like a footballer. He's quick. He's, like as we've always, we always say, he's from a family of athletes. He's got speed. Wait, is he, do you reckon when he gets the ball, is he an okay kick? I reckon he's not a bad kick. Well, his first season, he kicked, didn't he kick? Two goals, like, three times? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he can get on the scoreboard. He can, he's can. he got speed to put pressure on. He puts... Yeah, here we go. So, so um, where have we got? Uh, five games in 2021, he kicked three bags of two. Yeah, yeah. So, he can get on the scoreboard. He's not high possession. Like, he, no. you're not going to be running Josh Honey through our midfield. And, and if you did, it would be just dead set pinch hit for a bit of pace. But, mm. again, you'd, you'd, yeah, you'd almost be... The issue he has is that there are better credentialed players who we've probably invested more in ahead of him in that half-forward role. Uh, and as the small-forward role, there's obviously three guys definitely ahead of him at the moment. Like I say, he's in that calibre of that next round of delistings in 12 months' time. Yep. What he can do with one more year on the list is entirely up to him. Correct. Um, but I just there's something I'm just like I'm not saying he's a star and he's going to play 20 games a year, but there's just something where I'm like I'm happy for you to be on the list as a. Well, I look at a guy like a Matt Owies and I go, you give me 110 percent effort every single week. Um, he's he's turned him he's fashioned himself into a reliable AFL footballer. He's mm. no megastar. His ability to be able to continue to improve, I think there's a little bit of a glass ceiling there. Who are we talking about here, Owies? Well, I'm saying Owies, but I but I think with Honey. <laughs> Honey, I think, has scope to become something else mm. if his body allows him, if he puts the time and energy and effort into it because he's got 
serious wheels. He's got the athleticism. That, and, that, and he's got good size. There's, there's enough to persist with. You'll notice that but he this, this is a conversation between two people. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> I just, uh, yeah. Well, well, he's not going to polish him. But look, if you tell me at the end of the season he gets delisted and he never plays another game of AFL, you're going, look, I, I can absolutely see that. And, and on balance and probability, it's probably what is going to happen. Hmm. However, he's got a hand to play, got a big pre-season. If he gives himself a shot, finds a footy, builds well, his confidence... Lays a few tackles, gets a couple he's of cheap sort of goals, barometer-type sort of, player. He's Shit. the sort of guy at VFL level who could put together a body of work that gets him a game. Correct. Just because you're going, he's actually playing too good at the level. And VFL watchers all go, got to get Ben Crocker on the list and all that sort of stuff hmm. because, you know, he's, he's scoring. And you're going, yeah, look, he is. Kicking the lion's share of the goals. Yeah, but you're just going, I don't know that he Have can... you two stolen the same bloody player? I don't know that he's got the scope to go better. <laughs> Josh Honey might, but yeah. I agree. Good luck to Josh Honey this season. Fucking hell. So a, a bloke I said isn't good enough. You guys spent does five mean, minutes. Does that mean you're right? Belatedly. Belatedly said he's belatedly. not good enough. Uh, so the focus for Josh is just if you're he's on the fringe, just be ready. Yep. Have a good attitude, train well, be ready. Oh. Brody Kemp. Oh, oh. Timbo, start Scott, jerking him off now. Scott Brocious. What a name that was. Brocious. It sounds like a nickname someone would give, like a college roommate. Brocious. You eating, yes. Tim? Um, yeah, I'll eat. And what are you? What are you ordering? I can get Italian. Do you feel? What do you feel like? I don't know. What are your options? It's Uber. We can have anything we want. What are your? What do you two guys want? Are you going to get pizza or pasta? I could do both. Both. Okay. I'll have a carbonara if it's on offer. What a pasta dish. It's not carbonara pizza, is it? Interesting. Carbonara. Carbonara. Get the cream sauce. Yeah. Um, I don't want to commit to a large pizza. Is there, is there a like a medium size pizza? These are like the the wood fired type setups. Yeah, so that's a no. So do <laughs> they do they have a Hawaiian variety on offer, or they might have it as tropical potentially? They have it here. Just call it Hawaiian. Tropic, tropicale. Yeah, tropicale. Is that... Uh... Yeah, there's a tropicale pizza, mate. Yeah, get that. All right. What well, are you ordering? My better. What are you ordering? I'm ordering everything. It's dangerous. <laughs> um, so, Brody Kemp. Um... Tim, what did you want? Carbonara. Carbonara. You want a carbonara? Yes, please. What is that Italian for? Sometimes like, this like <laughs> you, you're peeling back. It's like you know what is what's wall English for? It's fucking wall. It's what it means. Yeah, but what's the what's the direct translation? Cream sauce or no? No, it's got no translation. No. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, Brady Kemp. Yes. So I've got him here. The man with no position. Well, and that this is, is funny. a I, problem. Yeah. I, I and look, do you think? Do you, do you think the football club was worried that Charlie wasn't going to stand up? So they gave Brody a pre-season saying you're going to be a lead-up forward type. Which was bad. Because he was never going to be deployed in that role in senior football oh, whatsoever. Bad. Once once the once once Charlie survived your chop post end of round one, round one. Brody was not seeing action in the forward line. And they've basically had to pivot. And he spent the first half of the season in the VFL still as a forward. It was bad. And then ultimately, once we got our problems in defence, we've gone, 
we've got to get Brody Reed to play I hate back that, line again. I hate that sort of management. I'm going to use old mate Christian Yarksh, whatever the fuck his name was. Oh, yes. Timbo loved himself. I'm going, to use him, I'm going to use him as an example. So poor old Christian. I've told the story on pod before. We lost to Collingwood by 170 fucking points in the VFL one day. What type of pasta do you want? Tim, do you want uh, fettuccine, please? Fettuccine carbonara. Per favor. Um, he spent uh, – it was this disastrous day we lost to Collingwood out at They the don't time. have it. Papadella is what you're getting. Okay. <laughs> do you go, you'll get it? <laughs> what is they, that? You'll get what you get. Ties? No. You no. get what you get and you won't get upset, Tim. I tell my kids um, most days. That was the disastrous day out at Preston City Oval. Carlton played Collingwood and Collingwood's reserves was stacked. Like the forward line. I think Elliot played. I think Fasolo played. Chris Main was there. I think Dugowie was there. Wowie. That was stacked. And we played with legitimately oh, Sydney. three Ruckman. Like, it was crazy. Oh, the balance yeah, of our team yeah, was nowhere. Yeah. Jack started the game forward. We were getting dominated. So we went back. And then he started the next quarter forward, and much of the same. So we went back. And I just remember thinking, just put the guy somewhere. Yeah. And where that is is where that is. And you're not helping him. It's the team's – What do you, your team has no balance to begin with. That's the problem. And I just remember thinking the same with Brody Kemp. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. I Sorry, thinking, I couldn't even warn you. They no, just came on. Came on early onset. Um, I just remember watching Brody Kemp this year going, you're not a forward. So why are we even wasting the time? You aren't a forward. And I hate it when teams do this. Going, The need might not be forward at the moment. That's fine. But don't play him there for the sake of playing him there. Like, I would have rather seen him run through the midfield a little bit and be a big-bodied mid. Well, and But when he came... At the twos level. When he played... Um, and, and he had to take on Tabena in the Frio game, and he got yeah, out, outmarked okay. a couple of times. But he did well. He defended well. He well, took he, the game on. He, I feel like Roy King is. He did okay. He did okay. But he brought he brought back Fab's um, uh, the the Lockie Henderson dummy uh, when he went round went to kick and ran round a guy that absolutely wasn't ready for it whatsoever. And he thought, well, you prepared to take a risk and. <laughs> A little bit of flair, so... Lockie, um, Lockie Henderson used to do the most telegraphed balks. Tell you what, he sucked Tyron Vickery in every time he played against him, though. Well, not hard. <laughs> it's not that it's that hard. Was he yeah. like the um, Carl Barron with his brother when he's playing rugby league one-on-one with his brother? Because I used to throw him the dummy. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> we're playing one-on-one. He's going for the dummy. He's like, you're all busting it to. <laughs> he said they also knew the backyard was an L, so you had to run at like a 90-degree angle <laughs> to score. Um, so he's, look, he's got a contract for next year. He signed a two-year extension late last year. He needs to show us something. And my misgivings with Brody, he feels like an in-between player. He's not big enough for key position. He's too slow to play midfield. And with the likes of Cripps, Kennedy Hewitt ahead of him, you know, his kicking never fills me with much confidence. I just don't necessarily. I don't think he's good enough in any one thing. Which means you've got to bet him down, and if he's a third tall defender or a medium defender, that's probably what you've got to start grooming him towards. And that's it. So pick a role, and we spoke about it earlier with a guy like Dow. We mentioned Samo and Stocker. He feels like he has a fairly obvious limitation for AFL football that we probably should have seen and realistically gone, fuck, is this guy just a big kid? And that's why at the junior level he looks pretty good. Yeah, you've said that, but I don't know that he's ever. I've, I've never seen him play as a big kid. Well, cause you well, I've never seen him play against kids. Well, but even when he played under 18s, he didn't look like he was being them because he was a big kid. He actually looked like he could read the game. Mm. So, 
So, look, 2023 is a massive year for him. Yeah, it is. Huge year for him. Um, he really needs to convince us that he's worth keeping on. And I think the focus for me is confidence and continuity. Uh, we need to identify and nail down his best spot. And if that means he becomes a reliable understudy, waiting for the opportunity, we probably would have liked more than that when we picked him at pick 18 and traded up and all yep. that stuff to get him. But, yeah, we need to really figure out what's his role. And if that's not first 18, that's fine. Well, and I don't think it starts there. No. Uh, I mean, again, unless he has a monstrous preseason. Like, the one thing with Brody is when he has played halfback flank wing, he gets the footy. Mm. He, he gets possessions. He knows how to find it. So I think and, – and, you know, he, he'd spent a little bit of time in midfield and can do that as well. And everybody thought we've drafted the next Patrick Cripps. And he was probably never going to be that. And he certainly isn't that in this side at the moment. But I just think as a, a medium defender with a little bit of flexibility, there's an opportunity there. I'm not comparing him to Luke Hodge. No. But is it that Luke Hodge size and kind of – He's not going to get a necessarily a super dangerous forward, but... Yep, yep. Well, playing him on a Tabner or at end of the previous season, he played on Jesse Hogan in the week that Liam Jones missed, and it's sort of like... He said it did okay from memory. Well, who, we talk, who are we talking about? Um, who are we talking Kemp. about? Brody Kemp. Oh, still. But, but he had like four... What are you? Are you having a stroke over in the corner, are you? I was just ordering coming in and out of the conversation. I was ordering dinner. He's having yeah. a series of micro strokes. But uh but yeah, Brody They're called TIAs. He um continued he, he took he, I think he had four <laughs> kicked on him by Jesse Hogan, but I don't think very many of them were a direct result of his underperformance. I think mm. he really worked at it all game. Um but yeah, I still think he, he's playing a smaller role. So being asked to play on those big guys is just is never gonna work out well for him. No. Um but then if he's playing that role, you've probably got McGovern in front of you. March Bank. You've got March Bank in front of Young. you. Theoretically, well, you're not going to have. Well, Young's a two. But in terms of the key, key position defender. backs. Well, no, he's third tall defender at best, or he's a, a more of a medium size running out of running out of the back line. Mm. So he's more Nick Newman, realistically. Doherty, if he's yeah. not playing on ball. So there's a few in front of him. So he's got to work at it. He's 21. He's not old. But you got to continue to develop. Needs no doubt. to show us something, Timbo. Show us more. He's running out of time to show us stuff. Running out of time. Matt Kennedy next, a career-high 17 games for Bam Bam in 2020, which is final of the year. He, I think, really made good on his promise as a footballer, which is a credit to him where yep. he's been. Looked really lean and really fit. Um, he's never going to be never going to be winning any sprints. He's not going to win the Colgate sprint anytime soon, but he was covering the ground as well as he has his time in the system. What, and do, we, what do we put it down to, Sean? I don't know. Puff and Billy train ride. The Puff and Billy oh, train ride, of course. When he saw you... I made eye contact and basically said... It's not that fucking weirdo. Pull your finger out, Matty. <laughs> uh, but look, he's got weapons at AFL level and he was able to complement a good-looking midfield in the early going and he was a really key part of that brutal midfield for the first 10 to 12 weeks of the year. He's got really good hands. Unbelievable yeah. hands overhead. And he and got crunched about six times this year. Is it, no, there was one game where he got crunched like four I think times. It was Sydney. I yeah. think he got smashed about <laughs> four times against Sydney and you thought – it was like – you remember watching that video where you got the guy in, in goals in the penalty shoot yeah. and he keeps on getting kicked in the head? <laughs> yeah, he kept getting smashed. It felt like that. But anyway. look, he, he and what that allows him to do is actually be a really important commodity to kick inside. Where we oh, can well go inside, drawing. and this guy's—we know this guy's a pretty good mark. He's going to going to clunk it. And if it goes to ground, he'll he'll be a big body over it. Yeah. Um, and he's always a much 
much better than average kick. He's a good kick. Yeah. And look, more importantly than that, I think he looks to be a really much-loved teammate. Yeah, agreed. So a couple of interesting stats, I thought. He he recorded career highs in disposals and clearances. But a fun one for me was free kicks won. He recorded a career high, there which you tells you he's getting in and winning the ball. He's first at the ball, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, which is very, very good. So he missed the last three games of the year and was really missed in doing so. The focus for me uh, with Matty Kennedy is just staying in shape. What did he miss with? Probably a back. I don't think it was, but what uh, was it? Know. Oh, remember, he did something. He, he was he was off and then he broke his foot or something. He got a Liz Frank. Liz Frank. Oh, he had a groin or something. He had yeah. something really interesting. He was like, oh, he's going to miss. He's got a tight something. And then he ended up doing a Liz Frank. And everyone's going, how? Yeah. Was he concussed or something? That's what I was thinking. Was he concussed and then he did the Liz Frank? It was. And then everyone's going, how? How? It was in that, was it the Adelaide? No, it wasn't the Adelaide. How it wasn't was a, the Adelaide how is game. A, how is a blow? Yeah, it might have been. Well, the Adelaide game, Plowman went off with a gash. And, no, Nick Durden Newman. went, oh, Newman, sorry. And Durden got concussed really early or something like that. So the Kennedy one I said was just fascinating because for a guy that was concussed and not meant to be doing any training, he's developed a load injury in his foot. Yeah. Which seems a bit weird. Correct. Uh, so, yeah, just stay shape, stay in shape, stay fit. That's exactly right. You got anything to add on that, uh, no. old mate? For baggage. No? No. Caleb Marchbank played his first game since round 15 of 2019 in round 13 of 2022 and promptly got injured and missed another seven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Not his fault. He had to. Someone came across his knee or something, yeah. and it was just like, fuck, mate. So, look, this is a guy that had played 5, 2, 16, 12, and 13 games in his five completed seasons through 2019. So I think more than anything with Caleb, they just need to rebuild his confidence. Because you look at – from memory, he had the, the knock which hurt his neck. He's done his knee. Fractured his neck. He's had the you. one with the guy who hurt his knee this year. He's not getting groins, hamstrings. No. Mm. That sort of stuff. So you almost need to say to him, don't sure, worry about surely it. Surely your luck is... It's like, don't worry about it. You're not, yeah. you're not getting stuff that's actually David Cunningham style or a guy that just can't... His body... Yeah, it doesn't stand up to it. He's actually getting really annoying, frustrating... He's unlucky. Impact injuries. Yeah. So the talent is obviously completely undeniable. Um, and by the, by the time he actually got himself back in the last couple of weeks, we were seeing some really positive signs. Yep. Which is great because that's yep. what we want. That's the player we hope he is. He's always run well. He judges the ball in the air as good as anyone I've seen. Um, and I've always thought he can kick. We always like joke, we always jokingly say he sometimes thinks he's a better kick than what he is, but I'm comfortable with him yeah. with ball in hand. And, and generally, too, these guys are hitting a kick to a guy with a little bit more space. Correct, yeah. So if you're a bit more confident to take a bit more of a risk, yep. that's fine. Especially when opening up the play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, because you're generally kicking to space and not kicking to a man. Yeah. So, so if you've got someone who's a bit more confident to go, eh, I, I, I have I have the the leeway there exi- already. So it looks, it's more important to get the ball there quickly. Yes. Than it is to actually, and put it goal side. So yeah. at least if it's a yeah, it's got to be a good decision, but yeah. you've got to be able to execute it as well. If it's not going over the back, if the guy can run into space to gather it. Um, so signed himself a one-year deal for next year, which is, I think, sensible yep. for all parties. And good, too, that I think they obviously had a, a mature enough conversation. Um, he might have been able to go somewhere else if we played hardball or weren't coming to the table. But I think he probably has the right frame of mind that he wants to stay at the club and yep. 
finish what he started. So look, he's twenty six in December, so he's not not young anymore. Reaching the peak, Timbo. Reaching the prime. He's well, great. he, wants, a lot to be, of, he hey, wants to be playing hey, his best footy now. Low miles. Low Dude. miles. One real, lady driver. Real low miles. <laughs> Just to church and back on a Sunday. Um, um, but Nick Revolt pumped him up uh, when he de- when it, I said debuted. <laughs> yeah, when he came back, he, he came back post game. He said, "I played on this guy, and I really rate him. I think he can play." Um, it's good to see him out there and doing it. So again, exactly as you sort of said, this is an off season where. You, know, you always talk about you want to see guys come back big, strong, you know, super fit, running great, and all that sort of stuff. You just got you want this guy have his body ready. It's he doesn't. We don't need him to make huge advances. Reckon, we just need to have trust in his body. You know what he just needs and then to just do? play footy. I just reckon he he's sort of that. There are certain players who we'll get to who you like. I think the next one who it's like don't don't train because you obviously can't do it. Yeah. With a guy like Caleb, I'd be saying do everything you can. Yeah. Do everything you can, every session you can, get through it, get your body used to the tolerance, you know, building up recovery and stuff like that. Yep. Because you haven't actually played a full season ever. Yep. So we want to actually get you through this preseason, you know, pretty rigorously, and that will hopefully give you the confidence that when the season rolls around, you're ready yep. to go. Yep. And then, and then equally, they may need to just be smart with how they how they um, prepare him. Mm. And if he is one of those three games in, one game out kind of a guy. What you do in the one week off? At the moment, he's the other way, Tim. Well, he's, he's exactly right. like play one, miss the yeah, next does, seven. Does he just do running for the one week off, or whatever? Do you just purely rest, or whatever? But mm. he is. You know what you've got, and you know that if he plays his best football, he's a really, really good contributor for us. But if he ain't playing at all, he's giving you nothing. So if we have to be smart, just be yeah. smart. He's the bonus player, Fab. Yep, we get something out of him. Absolutely, it's a bonus. He's the. Uh... I had a saying. Oh, I've lost it now. Okay. He's basically he he's yeah, he's the bonus. He's the one that if he comes on and gets to the level that he can perform at, then that's just the much huge tick. Yeah. Well, we're not we're not relying on him being no. a part of it. In fact, we he's been out for so long. We're used to the fact that he's not there. But if he steps in, and he's as good as we always thought he might have been once upon a time, holy shit! Jack Martin's next. Almost the same. Whatever Tim just said then, I'm I almost was, at that point I where... I wasn't paying attention. What did he say? <laughs> I'm almost at do. the point where I'm starting to consider Jack Martin a bonus if he gets right. He's the most frustrating player on our oh. list because his talent is undeniable, but that the output, whether it be on the field or fitness, doesn't marry up with that. And if it does, it's fleeting. I mean, look at the three-goal cameo against Melbourne. He was unsighted for most of the night and then he mm. popped up and threatened to win the game. You just went. This this is the play. This is the play. It's, fr- it's frustrating. It's you know, fr- so durability is still a massive concern. I uh, played eleven of twenty-two games. Played round one, missed two and three. Played rounds four to eight, missed five weeks after that. Came back for rounds thirteen and fourteen, and then missed the next seven. But that's that's just what he is. Yep. And and he what could be, he could be so much. Well, he's he he'll be twenty-eight in January, and as a twenty-one-year-old, he put a season together where he was averaging 18.6 possessions with 6.7 of them contested. He was taking six marks a game, 1.1 goals a game, 2.7 tackles a game, and his career peak is a lot higher than that. Um, you know, he was, was he playing more up the ground? I think he was playing wing yeah. in, in I that don't, I don't understand why we when, he, when he's when he's not – we speak about it on the show. 
when he's not necessarily impacting and it might not move be him. it might not be his fault, move him. Yeah. We spoke this year about our midfield being stagnant, at times being worked out. Put him in a centre bounce. Yep. Have him run off the wing. I'm going to give some praise here to someone who oh, no. might even draw a bit of a chuckle. Please. I used to like it when Mick would throw Jeffy like in it. the middle because yeah. the ball hasn't been down there for a bit. Jeffy's nowhere near it. Put him near it. And you throw him in in a centre bounce and just go, yep. You might get your hands to it and pump it forward, it. and if we win but it, just, you're but, running off. But just feel like you're part of the game. And what, one what, thing that Jack Martin can do, tackle. Well, yes. he's very strong, very physical, very tough, very hard. It just it, So <laughs> he had a season-high uh, 17 touches in the win against Port Adelaide. He also kicked two goals that day, but he averaged 10 disposals otherwise. Yeah, it's not enough. It's not enough. So we need to figure out how to get more out of a guy who has so much more to give. It feels like we say that about a lot of guys. Well and truly. I, I made, the, made the comment, I said, has the capacity to provide so much, but he's yet to and may never. And I think... It's like think, the most damning parent-teacher interview. No, yeah, it is. Your son is a dumbass. <laughs> but, but I think the other thing is, now is the time that you absolutely draft his replacement. Because if he's 28 now, mm. like he's not going to be there. Now, we're not going to get a crack at a Harry Sheasel. Who would be a um, you know a, a terrific sort of addition to our footy club? But find somebody who can play that like that half forward role that he's playing at the moment, that medium kick goals, you know, high half forward type thing, because they're not the I mean the really silky ones go in the top five. But if you get a guy who's a smart footballer, who's hard, who can run, who can chase, who can pressure, but it's got a little bit of silk as well, and isn't a dickhead and is prepared to work hard, get him in. 100%. And, and, and you can get that kid at 29 or 49 or you might even get a rookie who develops and can sort of play a role like that. But I think we need to start looking at the next guy, even if it means it takes three years for him to play decent footy. Well, by that stage, Jack Martin's 30, 31. And the reality is, look, talent's there. He's still got lots to give. It still might work out. He still might be a valuable contributor. The acquisition hasn't worked. No, on... not, not yet. No. no, not yet. In no. terms of money... Money paid. We didn't give up anything to get him. No, that's, that's right. fine. But money, it's, it's, it's been a bit of a bust for us so far. But he absolutely has what he needs to turn it around. Um, Oscar McDonald. So he either came to us with a debilitating back injury, which we didn't pick up in screenings, or he developed it after four weeks on our list. Either outcome is he's damning. two halves in two years. That's all he's done. Yeah. Well, look, his career is over after five games, um, two years. And, and he looked good pre And he obviously doesn't <laughs> he, he obviously has a spine which no longer functions as it should. So and, and he was absolutely the footballer that we needed a contribution from last year given the way that it played out. And he would have been really good if Well, I've got the note here. It's all rather sad because he'd looked to have settled in well as Weedering's new key post partner for all of six and seven quarters that he played in the role. One hundred There's an elephant. What, Nelly's Nelly the elephant's just rolled in. Don't, that, don't know what to make of that. That, uh, <laughs> that toilet paper that you're using as a tissue looks like, you know, like the old stuff they used to have in the primary school toilets? Like sandpaper. It was like, it's like, it's like wrapping paper. <laughs> like, this is terrible. <laughs> it's taken, it's taken a layer off my nose. Oh, it's, like, oh, it's a toilet, look, it's a, it's a roll of toilet paper that What's my son got? bought me for Father's Day. It's got dad jokes on it. Oh, no. You want to read you one? Yeah, know. just one. Why was the Egyptian boy confused? 
because his daddy was a mummy. Well, he's oh, seen days. it coming. He's seen it coming. He's telegraphed it. That's, pl- that's applicable. That's it. Yeah. Uh, what's a moth's life motto? Always look on the bright side. That's terrible. We're moving on. Um, so, look, there was a bit of hope initially. Why do cows going. wear bells? So you can know where they are in the dark. I don't, I don't know. Because their horns don't work. Rocky <laughs> gives this joke to Adrian. He does yeah, he does too. too, doesn't he? Um, so Oscar McDonald, there was hope that you know he could be Jones's replacement there for a minute. Um, no. Opportunity knocks, and in the end, it was Lewis Young yep. who walked through that door. So look, a bit of a shame for Oscar. He came in. He seemed to fit a need. Um, when he those fleeting looks at him that we did have, he was sort of okay. Looked like Wayne Carey. That was one of the great comments. He came on, looked like Wayne Carey <laughs> for five minutes. Um, but yeah, just body and whatever not has uh, stopped him. Speaking of body uh, stopping you in your tracks, Mitch McGavin, I could not believe my eyes when I saw he played seven games. I Sean, thought, Jesus. I tell you, Sean, he's shit. shit. <laughs> um, I like Mitch. I love Mitch. I actually thought Mitch, when he played, had a very good year. So here we go. He played seven games of the year, including the final five of the year, which is the first time he'd strung five in a row since one to five of 2020, which was actually a shortened Mitch McGovern-optimized season. (laughs) So it was actually the first time he'd played five games full-length games in a row since rounds one to five of 2019. So when you look at his career progression, he usually gets the first month or month and a half away pretty solidly misses about 12, and then comes back for the last little bit. Maybe that's telling us something about his tolerance for AFL loads. Well, maybe we just need to adjust it. Well, in fairness, he had the surgery on the hamstring tendon uh, this time round, and he finished the season off. So I'm taking solace in that. Mate, no one. I'm. But it didn't just finish it. He actually played well he did. in those he games. Did. He did. I've he, got a, almost, Mitch McGovern is a good footballer. I refuse. I have I, spoken. I will fight anyone that says anything otherwise. What the fuck was that? It was Shannon Sharp started talking through my speakers for some reason. Hey, Shannon. Um, I've spoken to people who have uh, been former teammates of Mitch, and they all say the same thing. Say, great talent, just doesn't take it seriously enough. Yeah, okay. So it doesn't take Do you his know, recovery. Do you know what he does take his, seriously? his preparation seriously enough. So hopefully he's had at, a wake-up call. 28. He goes 110% on game day, though, he even does. when it's not required. Look, I can understand the soft tissue injuries and the load injuries, but the I'm Mitch McGovern. I'm going to do a stupid injury for the fuck of doing it. Yeah, I'm going to. I can't I'm going handle to, him. I'm going to fly for a mark in a practice game that might leave me paralysed. <laughs> that was a training session. It's like, yeah. what is happening? Uh, yeah, he, he thought he'd take it was mark. Fa- it was mark. family day. It was like the last <laughs> training session of the he year. Thought it was wet too, <laughs> and he thought he'd take mark of the decade, and nearly killed himself. Jesus. So but look, I do like him, and my dad basically called him shit to his face. <laughs> to his face. Uh, I, gonna... I still say he is the footballer that could win a Norm Smith medal. He's the bloke that his capacity yeah. and you to get an impact you know he has? the game. He has the ability to impact significantly, significantly enough. But you know what else he's got which checks a Norm Smith box? The story. Oh, if the journos give yeah. him the vote, so if, it. if he plays well enough to be in the mix... And it's a relatively even field. Yep. He's got the story of the trivia question. Correct. And okay. and we always talk for a long, long time about the three-headed monster. Yes, the Kraken. Um, or the uh, Cerberus. The sorry. Cerberus. If we made it into a grand final and we were trying to get the balance right 
he he you can um, swing him forward. Shane Allen style, stick him forward. You can Nick Geigen and style. And he this, could kick five. And I've said this: best kick of the club. He's Absolutely. the best kick at the club. Absolutely. So I, th- I suppose the encouraging thing is he started the year well, he finished the year well, he did nothing in between. <laughs> but he came back and he held down that intercept post well. He's a beautiful kick at the footy. He tackles with intent. Does he have an AFL body? Yeah. So look, I think he's a guy that just needed a wake-up call that your AFL life can end really quickly. He's got one more year on that very lucrative contract. There's nothing more dangerous than a bloke who's out of contract and playing for a lifeline. Um, so, look, I think that's the other the other note I've got here is just we should have had enough warning signs about him, like you know, flag, you know, like a Dow, a Samo, a Stocker, et cetera, about their body, that are they worth the investment? Um, but the thing with that, though, playing's is, not Playing's not yeah, an issue. When he's fit. The, these guys... The guys you're talking about don't have an attribute that allows them to execute on ground. Mitch's only issue is getting on getting ground. Onto the ground. When he's there, he's fucking great. He looks every bit an AFL footballer. Correct. And a, and a really, like, not just fair to middling, like, really, really good and ferocious. Mm. So, look, I think he did enough to tease us to get us all frisky about what 2023 might mean. Mm-hmm. Now it's his time to get in the gym and make it happen. Fucking nice. So I think his focus is like his teammates. If we don't know his breaking point, if our SNC team do not know his breaking point by now, my God. Get him through the preseason and get him ready to go and then manage him. I've got the note for Zach Williams later. If he can't train during the week, he doesn't train. He doesn't train. Yeah. He, know your laps, he just walks the pool. Walk. And prep him to be a 90% footballer. Don't aim for 100% footballer. Absolutely. Next is Harry Mackay. 19 games, 45 years. Uh, 45 years. 45 yeah. goals. Um, I think it was a fair year for I Harry. Agree. You know, I The agree. highlight of his year was probably signing that massive extension as I was uh, in pain with a kidney stone. <laughs> um, but look, it gives both parties great certainty. It takes him off the table for expansion. It takes him off the table long term. It's it's a great result. Maybe he's just a, a victim of our high expectations for him. And, you know, Charlie coming back in, his partner in crime was taking goals off the table. Maybe, maybe that's just the reality. Yep. I can't yeah. fault his year. I thought he was good. He was fine. Mm. He was fine. He wasn't – I don't think he was, um, yeah, as I said, maybe a victim of that expectation of the year before, but – I don't know if we ever quite figured out the Harry-Charlie tandem. We hadn't seen them together for so long. I'll still say I reckon Harry's up the ground. I never said Mark, it, but I'm Mark coming around. Wing. I'm, I'm coming around. S- you've come around on that. You bullshit artist. Tim, that was always my... Harry always was, had the hands. No, no, it was always Sean's... You don't, don't horn in. It no, was always Sean. Your, you two were saying that Charlie's up the ground and Harry's Hold closer on. to goal. Let me get some eye contact with his prick. You get the Veridesk down. Yeah, no, that was a Sean line. Yeah, you two said you wanted Charlie up the ground, and you wanted. I'm Harry. not. I'm not saying you said you wanted Charlie up the ground, but it was. Absolutely oh no, now, now amnesia. It was absolutely. Don't Sean make me. That a, don't make me attack you. Harry you, was more centre forward. You and you and you know old why? Mate. You know why he's going me? The carbonara. Because I've been hanging shit on him about his Niners. It's it, payback. What's it, happening to Chubb? Chubb doesn't Chubby. play for the Niners. He doesn't play for the Niners. Christian McCaffrey just what got happened traded. When to did us. he get traded? Timbo complains. Chubby's at the Browns still. But when did he get traded? Christian McCaffrey. No, Chubb. Wasn't Chubb at the 49ers? No, no never. No, never. Oh, who am I talking about? <laughs> I don't know. You're talking no, about, you're talking no, about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. No, you no, love Jimmy. Chubb and Jarvis Landry, they were at the Browns at that time. 
I don't know. It was a Browns thing. He just loved Chubby, but he was never a niner. Oh. But Tim basically bitches and moans every week about injuries. They did get. They they were crippled with injury last year. Crippled. Yeah. Weren't they smashed with injury last year? Wasn't that one of the major storylines? They were, were, but I'm not allowed to say that. But wasn't that a major storyline? They sound like excuses, Sean. Seriously. For 10 years. For 10 years. Even the year they made the Super Bowl, I heard is, oh, injuries. Injuries. But wasn't last year they were legitimately hamstrung by injury? He will never say that. Timbo. He's oh. like Fonzie. <laughs> have, you, have, have you lost the game in the last 10 years? On merit. On merit, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. When Jakuski Tart, Jakoski Tart, whatever his name is, dropped that ball against the bloody Rams in the That's NFC it. Championship. It was, and, there was no injury involved there. That was and just trade, And building. traded right after it. To you guys, and then you cut him. <laughs> he, he was traded. The ball hadn't even hit the turf. <laughs> he was traded. <laughs> um, Get his shit. Get it out of the locker. He's not coming back. Put it in, in a plastic bag outside the <laughs> locker room. Um, as I mentioned, I just don't know if we've quite figured out the Harry Charlie link up yet to its to maximise the value of it. I think I think they spend a bit too much time in each other's space. Yeah, that's always been a problem. It was even harder when McGovern was still down there. So yeah, they were just running into each other like dodgem cars. <laughs> if they are in each other's space. Then we they need to understand the order. Yes, and they need to understand that one of us will, will be a decoy. And Charlie does get that most of the yeah, time. Yeah, but like one of us will be a decoy, and that's fine because the roles will reverse, will chop and change. That's what a good team. I mean, you know, City do it, but like Liverpool did it obviously when they were at their absolute best. When you had that that front three, you go well. Yeah, you might keep one of them quiet. One of them might drift out wide. You might keep. You know, they they all play off each other and use one another. To open up space to ultimately score, whether it be Firmino, Salah, Mane. I love how people still think, oh, no, we won't miss Mane. No, no, no you won't. You won't. You what about, fucking idiots. What about I saw a tweet this morning, you know who we're really missing? Minamino. And I was like, God, <laughs> Jesus. Did I say it in the other episodes I've really taken lately to saying, I do it a couple of times a day. I'll be half listening to something. I'll be listening to the radio. I'll have the TV on in the background. Something will, someone will say something. And I legitimately two or three times a day go, fucking shut up. <laughs> and I, I read that tweet this morning about Minamino and uh, Divock Origi, who are really missing yeah. Minamino and Origi. And I thought, fucking shut up. Uh, yeah, not going too well, are they? It happened when Draymond Green was talking about how something about he's knocked his teammate out, he sucker-punched his teammate. Jordan Poole. And then he, he made some quote comment in some weird little video about how, you know, People have seen me at my lowest. So I just went, shut, fucking shut up, Draymond. Yeah. You idiot. So it happens a lot. Yeah. People have probably done that listening to this show. Yeah. But, shut up. Shut up. But what we need, we need that, um, and we use a Man United, our first Man United of the, the episode. Um, Dwight York and Andy Cole mm-hmm. had the most perfect partnership of all time because they worked brilliantly with one another. They were in sync. They were in sync. And that one of them at any given – usually Dwight was more prepared, but was prepared to be a bit of a decoy. Yep. If it meant we're going to score. Yep. And sometimes you'll score the goals, sometimes you'll score the goals, we'll win the game. Yeah, but either way, we score. So that needs to be our focus, I think, for 2023, for the two of them in a forward line sense, whoever our forwards coach is, you've got the best, you've got the best forward duo in the game. Yep. And it's not especially close. You know, you got the you know, obviously Cameron and and Hawkins are very Actually, good. That is pretty close, <laughs> but but Hawkins is getting older yeah, yeah, and yeah. getting a little bit more limited in what he can do. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but got, Jeremy Cameron doesn't stay at home as much as yeah. Archie. So you've got the most fluid. He's the best player in the game at the moment. I most reckon. exciting. Well, he's very damaging. Yeah. You know, most um, adaptable, damaging tandem of tall forwards. If I'm a forwards coach, I am licking my lips at that. Going, this is great. Yeah. So have them work together. Have them reestablish that connection. They did miss a lot of footy together, so hopefully that'll happen. That'll come. Focus for I Harry. Think the other thing with Charlie is Charlie's running ability can seem get up the ground yeah. and almost be sort of, you know, you can do a bit of high half forward You want to stuff. create those those handovers. Yeah. You want to create that mismatch where you're going, well, who goes with him now? Yep. When do we hand over? Who goes deep with Harry? Who goes deep with Charlie? And create the mismatch. You just need, the but even if it's not a mismatch, that confusion for a split yeah. second's oh, enough. Yeah. Give, I'll give you 10 metres. That's it. Well, I still remember a game last year when Geelong played Port and um, – Jeremy Cameron just ran Aaliyah Aaliyah around and Aaliyah ended up all Australian centre-half back anyway. Ridiculous. Yeah, but um, that's the stuff that Charlie Kerno can be doing to some players. you know what it does too? It creates, you know, you mentioned that handover, Fab, but it creates that moment of just the split second of maybe the maybe I, you know, your man runs off and you're blocked or shepherded or you just hesitate. So then I go, oh, do I have to go with him? Yep. And then yep. I go, and then my man's – so it just creates this panic, this disorganisation. Yep. yep. So the focus for me with Harry is just some goal kicking, needs to sort out a bulletproof routine because when he's on song, he's a beautiful kick. He is. But a little bit too often. Um, but you can tell he always – he holds the ball by the point and he does that little yeah. – the spin of the ball in his hand and he catches it. Just and get a routine. Clearly that's his that, – that relaxes him and drops, you know, the anxiety. But inside yeah. 40 – inside 35 – Check side. He's, he, you're, or, no, or, you're allowed to snap. snap. Outside 35. I don't give a shit if it's on the on the right-hand side, which is good for the left footer. Drop punt, please. The other note he I was see. trying to snap. Fit, like I said, I've only ever seen it done once. Paddy Ryder. Paddy Ryder. And that, was from, that wasn't a set shot, I don't think, was it? No, no, no it was out of, it was, no, out of bounds on the full. Harry did kick a monster kick, snap it, one day against St Kilda at the MCG two seasons ago. That yeah, but the, play, though. And, yeah, and, but it still yeah. only didn't go through post-high. Paddy Ryder's was a 70-metre kick. It was yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, okay. But no one can kick it snap bar Paddy. Hmm. That far, so when you're 35 out plus, just he's got a lovely kick. He's he got does. a lovely left foot. Just through. leather it. The other note I've got here is, and I don't want this to be taken the wrong way because I don't mean it that he's scared, but get on the angry pills. Harry. Yeah. Which he's got, he's got that in him. Get on the angry pills. Get, Young Harry used to be very angry. Get aggressive. Yeah. You know, don't don't get silly. Be aggressive. Be, be, be aggressive. aggressive. <laughs> yeah, just get aggressive. <laughs> is that bring it on? Uh, uh, it's actually in Jumanji yeah. 2, I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Alex Murkov's next. We're done with Harry. We're moving on. Alex Murkov. Um, I know nothing about this kid. Biggest watch this space on our list. Um, just so raw. Got a lot of upside. What that eventuates or what that becomes, no one really knows. Uh, played 16 games in the VFL. He finished third in the VFL for total hitouts and hitouts to advantage. Which That's is, a good sign. Which is nice. Um, so from a development perspective, Timo, we actually got exactly what we needed to out of him. Well, he's the prototypical modern-day ruckman. He is 210-105. That's, that's, that's a big, big boy. Yeah. He's a giant man. And he moves really, really well. He just We mentioned Dom Akui, obviously, in episode one. Just needs to just develop that craft, keep doing the role. Yep. Look, you know, add a few strings to his bow. Yep. Do he, improve his stuff around the ground. 
when you look at him, you go, I get it. I yeah, absolutely totally. get why you've brought this bloke in, but is he six years away from playing senior footy <laughs> or is he two years away? He's a seven to ten year prospect. <laughs> because even you look at His Mason Cox. His premiership teammates aren't born yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you look at Mason Cox and you go, I get Jesus. it. But he came to another country to play a game that he'd never played. At and least, some say still can't play. Well, <laughs> then others go, he's not that bad. Um, but um, he has moments. He's an indictment. Yeah, and uh, but I think the other thing that's most important is when we bring Alex Murkov in, he's come in to ruck. Yes. Anything that he gives beyond that, even marking behind, be, you know, a kick behind the play, I don't know that. We'll see how Alex goes with that. But yeah. again, if you if if That's... you understand the game and you practice enough and you're tall enough mm. and you can get in the right spot, where well, you're not getting outmarked. No. So then, if it's your midfield's responsibility to get to your feet, but if you, you know, if there's two guys pushing on one another and you're the third man across at 210, you should mark that every single Which you time. Which get at an absolute minimum. Yeah. Get yep. your hands to it. Correct. Yep. So for him, uh, you know, the ruck position. You know, he ticks a need there from a development point of view. It's a huge concern for us. Fab mentioned it a bit earlier. Um, so I think a bit like Harry, he needs to get on the angry pills. He needs to be really competitive, really hungry, really contest-based. Um, Given our ruck situation, I know he's young. There's an opportunity. But if just he, go, fuck it, I want to play. I want to play. Yeah, if he gets big enough and angry enough and starts doing a bit more around the ground, yeah. there's an opportunity for him. because. Absolutely. Pitnet, absolutely, he has no mortgage on that position. <laughs> absolutely not. That was extremely dismissive. <laughs> he's uh what do they call those people? The uh, squatter. <laughs> he's a squatter. squatter's rights. <laughs> he's, he's exercised squatter's rights on Carlton's ruck position. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, <laughs> I think you've been a bit rough on old Pitto. <laughs> I think that Pitto, I like Pitto and he's a really great guy too. But you know that moment in Seinfeld when um, – it's revealed that Newman had a really attractive girlfriend and Jerry's going out with her. And Elaine goes, maybe there's more to Newman than meets the eye. Oh, no. And Jerry less. goes, no, there's less. <laughs> I feel like that sometimes with Pitto. When you look at the raw numbers and you're like, if you just slid this in front of me, this stat sheet in front of me, you'd go. He's done all right. Yeah, Ruckman's had an okay day. <laughs> yeah. But I've watched the game. <laughs> he doesn't pass the eye test. Uh, it's Yeah. And that's the thing. The hit, people, he has hit-outs to advantage. People who he has contested for uh, he has clearance. Who are pro-Pitto. I'm not anti-Pitto, but people who are pro-Pitto. <laughs> the pro-Pitto they just, they just throw these stats out of you. And you're kind of like, am I wrong? I don't give a shit, mate. Oh, no, my eyes tell no, me it's not that good. No, I see those stats and I'm like, was he okay? <laughs> and then you watch the replay, you go back and think about it like, not really. No. Yeah, look, so for, for Murkov, there is – Possibility if he has oh we're still doing Alex Murkoff. if he has some improvement and development and he's a long way off don't get us wrong yeah yeah but given our current situation with the ruck we've got Tom DeConning who's absolutely not a number one ruck we've got Mark Pitnett who's as we said executing squatters rights on the roll and we've got this bloke who we actually don't really know what he is sounds like a USC fighter <laughs> but he's yeah he compete for the oh do you see um do you see the video today of the uh, Hasbullah was at the UFC fight. And they put him up on the big screen and he got the biggest roar of the night. <laughs> <laughs> and it came up, the little title card came up, Hasbullah. And then he did like, he threw a few punches. Jerry from upstairs. And the crowd went berserk. He's got a, a poster in his office that says, <laughs> I met Hasbullah. 
It's a picture of him at the. Uh, it's like a caricature of him at the uh, Harbour Bridge. Hasbulla. Oh. It was his down under tour. There we go. Did he legitimately come to? to yeah, he was here yeah. this year. Oh, I missed him. Did he not come to Melbourne? He came to Melbourne. That's oh. how they got the posters. I got a bit. Of, I got a bit of time for Hasbulla, old Hasby, Hasbic. When he was having, they had that fight, that touted fight with the other. Yeah, Abdu. Midget. <laughs> he just wanted to belt him in Mate, the press conference. I understand that that was... And the guy was keeping him apart as laughing his head off, but he's just kind of got one palm on his head. It's like watching two two-year-olds. Like, he's just... <laughs> he's, just he's, like, separating them. That would have been, without it... Like, there would have been this morbid, unhealthy um, curiosity in it. That would have almost been one of the highest-grossing pay-per-view fights of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Hasby and Abdu, whatever his name was. Everybody would be... Old uh, Bob Test, Bob Test Nine <laughs> would have been working overtime. I took to Bob Test Nine to uh, check out the Cambosis fight. By the time I found a stream, it was the eighth. He just got outclassed. Haney's just and he was just full of blood. Yeah, was, Haney. Haney's a very classy fighter. Yeah, and was just just had too much for him. Too much for old George. But credit to old George, he's he's fronted up. He's made millions and millions and millions of dollars, so he set himself up. I would I would probably take an ass kicking for. The amount of money he got paid. Unfortunately, Sean, the, he, he copped it to the face. That's fine. <laughs> pay, pay for As somebody said, uh, there was a great – I've said it on pod before. There was a great photo of Tom Brady on his draft day, on his combine day, and then a shot of him like present day. And they said proof – and there was a Ronaldo similarly. They said proof that you're not ugly, you're just poor. Basically. <laughs> so, you know, money can fix all sorts of problems. Murkov – Chicken fillet drip is the priority in the off-season. Yep. Get himself big, put some weight on the frame, live in the gym, and just continue to be a sponge. Work with crews, work with Pitnet, and fucking compete. Really in those, compete. 100%. Because he's... No more. Physically, he is the prototypical <laughs> Ruckman. Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> Jesse Motlop. Debuted in round nine, finished the year with 12 games and 12 goals, laid 29 tackles for the year, which is good from nine games. You know, it's, it's nearly three-odd tackles a game, which is good. Um, you ready for it, Sean? I like a Jesse. I like a him. <laughs> I like a Motlop. I like a Motlop. Which one is his father? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which one is his father? I said the one Daniel. Played, Daniel. I said the one who played for Port Adelaide. In yes, which one? In fairness, there was two. So, um, <laughs> well, they drafted Marlon Motlop too. So, there did they? Go. Um, highlights included his three goal cameo against St Kilda. Night, we found it very, very difficult to convert, and it was left to the most junior member of the team to do it. And he also bobbed up against Collingwood and kicked a couple of really big very goals. Very early, uh, second quarter, I think, yeah. he really got us back in the game. Which and for good. someone so light of frame, isn't afraid to. And he'll get stronger too. He'll get like yeah. a little nuggety. Yeah, he's so. built low to the ground and yeah. Only 177, so he's <laughs> he's compact. Well, it was encouraging his sandfall highlights. A lot of his highlights were like lighter bodies, obviously, in the state leagues. But when he was of a comparable kind of frame, he was sort of bullocking through blokes and really taking contact on and kind yep. of like a little wrecking ball, sort of just moving forward. Um, it's just something about him. I think he looks the best of the trio of smalls we've got he, at the moment. And I think he'll, he'll he understands, take a big hanger one day too. I, I think he understands opportunity. Like mm. he'll get it. And throw it on the boot. Like he knows you're not, not going to get the chance to fend off, move around, straighten around. up. It's it. It's, get it. Have a crack. Yep. So, look, by no means perfect, obviously, but heartening enough to suggest that uh, another preseason will have him really well placed. Not impact. a bad debut season, mate, at all. No, yeah, no, no I was very like, happy with like it. the kid. And look, tough position to play, especially for a first year type. 
Um, it's all about confidence with him. I think he'll take a lot of confidence from 2022. Um, and he's a kid that doesn't seem to lack confidence either mm. off the field. So and I speaks think very well. He's brilliant, isn't he? Yep. I, I really, really like oh, him. You're not one of those jerk-offs, are you? Like someone goes on SEN, some kid for some ridiculous reason because I've got to fill five seconds of airtime. And then some guy rings up, you know, Jeff from Croydon. And he goes, just want to say it, uh, young fella, you spoke so well. He did. He goes, oh, shut well, the well, fuck others up, who get it. There's others who, when put in the same position, can't string two sentences together. You see together. Weird Al Yankovic? You see Luke Jackson? <laughs> he does look like him, doesn't he? He was interviewed when he went to, like, Freo. I think he got off the plane or something. And it was like, this bloke almost needs an interpreter. Wow. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. He's probably been on the, uh, he's probably trying to do the David Boone and. Oh, Matt, I hope so. On the mushies. Mate, I fucking hope so. Um, so, look, yeah, for Jesse, just be bigger and stronger. Yeah. Come back, ready to go. Nick Newman. 19 games for the year, missed the last three after getting that nasty laceration um, in the disaster against Adelaide. Can I go big here? Can I go big? You, I, I reckon I know what you're going to say, and I don't think it's going to be that big because I think Tim and I will probably say the same thing. I reckon he's getting pushed out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, he not, turns that's... 30 in January, so he's not that young. <laughs> was on track to play all 22 games until he su- suffered a nasty gash in disastrous Adelaide game. Word for word, I think that that's what, what you just said. Weird. That's what I wrote. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> um, no, I 100%. I like Newman. I love and, him. And, and I don't have an issue with him being in the lineup, but he's one of those guys like Ed. Once someone comes and takes his spot, yep. great. Yep. That's yep. a great result. That's really, really good. So... Hewitt squeezed Ed out. Akers squeezed Nunes out you know, of the list, which yep. is bad for yep. Nunes. Yep. Um, so handy player to have in reserve, but once someone takes his spot, yep. beauty. So I think – I reckon he starts – as of now, moving towards 2023, I think he's in the best 22. I don't think he finishes it there. Yeah, Probably. I think you're right. And I think if you're assembling your best side – He's not in the 18, but I agree. I think for his experience and the fact that he can sort of play tall, small, um, you would absolutely – he actually could be one of those guys that wouldn't be a horrible medical sub yeah. because he gives yeah. you flexibility. Yeah. Um, Does he do a little bit of coaching as well with the girls? Did I imagine that in a fever dream? Maybe. You know what I've started using? I, I bought this on a whim because um, I saw it on Amazon for uh, – I think it was $23 or something, $29 including shipping – um, some of that Amazon shipping, by the way, I ordered this thing at 10 o'clock on Thursday night. Next I, day. I had it on Friday yeah. at about midday. It's bizarre. Bizarre. I don't know how it's getting to me that quickly. Um, a Drones. sleep mask. Oh, for the old sleep apnea or? No, well, I'd never use a sleep mask. I just find that because it's getting lighter earlier oh, and it's I'm getting. I'm thinking like gimp mask type no, thing. No, gimp you, mask. You mean <laughs> so that it's dark in your room. <laughs> Jesus. No, a mask that just covers your eyes. <laughs> And because it's, it's actually quite – it's like this felt sort of stuff. <laughs> and it creates it, – it's like the OLED, old uh, Davey Warner's OLED TV. Oh, yeah. It creates perfect blackness. Wow, we. So, like, you put it on and it's perfectly black. Don't mind it. What time are you going to bed? No, because it's when you wake up as well because it's lighter earlier and it's – obviously it, and, and too, because if I wake up at 5.30 and go and deliver the mail, sometimes I require a nap. During the day, yeah. So okay. when it's perfectly bright and it's light seeping through, it's probably more for that. I'd never worn one before. Quite good. <laughs> Twenty three bucks. There we go. Cost five dollars ninety nine. The inner masochist in him has just been <laughs> awoken. <laughs> 
Idiots. I don't know how I got talking about that. Uh, Nick Newman, mask. Not sure. I don't know. Being squeezed out. Amazon squeezed out. Yeah, whatever. Delivery. Not important. Not sure. It's just that. that Mark, stress it enough. That delivery. And if you're buying enough stuff off Amazon, the Prime membership's good value. Yep. Because you get the they get the video service. You get obviously free delivery. Apparently, there's music as well. I keep on getting yeah, emails saying music. that I have an unused benefit on my Amazon account. Tim's like, I have an Amazon. account. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, lastly, for this episode, which of course is G to N, Jack Nunes. So delisted. He'll always be Jack fucking Nunes. Correct. Whenever You'll we have play that. Fremantle. You'll never be able to take that away from him. Um, so it's a shame you weren't watching when it he happened. froze. <laughs> and then when it came back, we were celebrating. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, so he finished his three-year stint at Carlton having played 52 games, uh, 207 games in total. Uh, look, he played some decent footy for us at times. Um, but, look, he, he never made himself undroppable. Yep. He yeah. did his time with us. I think he knows the score there. I think he extended his career by coming to us and got an extra three years out of himself, which yep. is great. Good journeyman footballer. Yeah, I think he was a an okay kind of interim or transition type player as we wait for. Funnily enough, Tim, did Blake, did Blake Akers kind of... Push him out at St Kilda? Or did he push Blake Akers out at St Kilda? No, no. Um, no, because he's older. Blake Akers is about 26. Jack Newton's is about 30. Yeah, okay. So they were, and and um, and Acres took a while to get it together because they had three first round draft picks that year, that, and I think they took Billings and some other guy, and then Acres was well, obviously like, made like, an impression. <laughs> yeah, some other bloke was it Hugh Goddard? No, they took him at like pick eighteen. Yeah, no, I don't. He rolled through our club too. Didn't he, he did. Yeah, I don't think that was him. There was somebody else, but it escapes me at the moment. But. Um, but yeah, it was when they moved Del Santo and Goddard on. They got a bit of, uh, and they traded away McAvoy in one of the years too. So, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. they gave him to Hawthorne for nothing. They got Billy Longer eventually through a yeah. proxy trade. Yeah, that worked for him. It was awful. They traded away a future captain. Yeah, they did. Bizarre. They did. Just because did they thought see, they'd um, get something out of it. Did you see Nick Rewald's comment about that? It was really interesting when he goes because he was there at the time. And he goes, oh, that just smacked of a list manager's wheeling and dealing to show how smart I am. I'm going to yep. turn this into that. I'm going to turn this into picks. And he Look goes, how it clever was, I am. He goes, it was disaster. Yeah. He goes, you're sitting there as a player going, fucking hell. Well, the bottom, and I think we proved it this year with Nick, Nick Austin. Sometimes your best trade period is when you've already done the work. There's nothing available. You know Don't do a trade for the sake of doing a trade. I'm going to name a name here. Dodoro. No. Uh, Andrew Eccles. Yeah. Yep. We traded Chris Massey back to Adelaide, yep. who we'd invested a pick <coughs> seven. seven in. And who was like, he was a, a, a competent AFL footballer. Yeah, very much so. We were just about to lose all of our defenders. Yep. And we traded him for Andrew Eccles, just seemingly just to get involved. Yep. Yep. Bad move. I think we might have got Terrible. Ben Nelson in some kind of deal as well. No, they, got no, no, they played and together. Borkel. Yeah, and you're like, somebody. Jesus. Both Nelson and Massey played in the 99 prelim. And you're like, yeah, they did too. what the fuck? That Eccles one, premiership player, Andrew Eccles. Yeah, he was too. Yeah. Um, um, the one thing I was going to say was at uh, Nunes' career peak, he had 500 possessions and 15 goals per season. This year for us, he got 231 and four, albeit from 16 games. Um, but moreover, his effectiveness had fallen away. He, could, did he, he kind of played as a sub, did he, once or twice? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, Look, but, but to Blake Akers this year came off career peaks of 434 
possessions and he'd kick six this year, including that cracking snap from out of his ass against us. But to be able to add that in when Nunes wasn't going to give us no. that, that level of performance, uh, it's a really good add. And and in fairness to Nunesy, and I and I feel really, really sorry for him because I reckon his last action on a football field was when he overshot Cozzy Pickett in his attempts to try and win that ground ball at Spillage and then he's given him the space to be able to kick it over the shoulder and sink us. A lasting legacy. Because he got dropped that week, didn't play the final round. Was he the sub? Might have been the Against sub. Collingwood. Yeah. Look, the, the thing, the concern for me here in terms of selection is that he, Jack Nunes was actually picked in 11 of our final 12 games, yep. which for a guy who you then delist, you know. It tells you how bereft we were. That's, yeah. that's like the old Robert Eddy. I'm going to pick him for back-to-back grand finals yeah. and then delist him. <laughs> what? Imagine walking into that exit interview and going, I think I'm all right. God, play, you picked me in. What? Because I'm out. Because he picked him and then, no, I'm going to delist you. I hated what you did so much. Yes. <laughs> yes. I never want to see it again. Was prepared. Yeah, you were going to be a uh, an immortal of the football club if we'd gotten over the line, but because we didn't, you're out. Uh, so, look, in the end, has, look, he has a solid AFL career, 207 games, um, played some good no. footy. Yeah, not bad. Absolutely. Well done. All right, uh, gentlemen, that brings episode two to a close. Where's the carbonara? Yeah, where is the carbonara? Mozgan <laughs> is taking care of our order today. If that guy... It's is... a girl. Mozgan's a girl. Oh, well, we can never be sure these days, but... Do you have the little graphic of where they are? Yeah. She is... They don't move. ...crawling <laughs> to, seems... the rest... to the restaurant. It seems she's on, on hand She's not even at the there. restaurant yet. No. Where is the restaurant? Uh, just up here, I on uh, Plenty Road. I used to get, um, when I was at Melbourne Victory, I used to get uh, grilled from Uber Eats and it was just down Swan Street. It was like, because this parking was such a nightmare if yeah. you went back and whatever. And yeah, you'd be standing there waiting for this fucking grill to turn up and whoever it was was coming down. I can almost see the restaurant. Yeah. And the little bike would be stuck at the lights <laughs> for seemingly 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm going. And I'm hungry. She's either stopped dead Still at David Street, broken down. Hopefully she's all right. No. Oh. She's warped all the way to Tonda. That's the restaurant. Yep. And uh, she's there. She's there. She's taking receipt of the carbonara. She went from David Street. Can we get her on a half forward flank? It sounds like she's got some pace. So she, she basically, she she just bypassed Gower Street and Murray Road. She just went, fuck them. I'm just going to. She, she must can, be in a Tesla. She can teleport. Wowee, that was fast. <laughs> All right, boys. That's uh, G to N done. <laughs> now she's doing donuts <laughs> at the front of the store. It's just it's a little car just doing. Have you ever seen? Um, <laughs> have you ever seen the Kingsman? I've not. I've it's a good movie. Yeah. I've seen the first one. Yeah, there's you know the bit where Eggsy takes his the guy that's banging his mum. He yeah. takes his son's car. It's like a hotted up Subaru or yeah. something. He steals his keys and they're in the pub, and this bloke. Kicks him and his mates out of the pub, and then when he goes outside, uh, Eggsy's doing donuts in his like Subaru, <laughs> yeah. like doing crazy donuts. And the delivery just gets me every time. He comes out, he rings his uh, dad, and he goes, "Yeah, Eggsy's just taking my car. He's done about fifteen donuts right in front of my face." And he's like, just doing crazy. <laughs> it's brilliant. I love it. I love it so much. It's this classic English lad. Yep. Like just bullshit. It's great. It's a good movie. I liked the first one. The second one was silly, but sort of still kind of enjoyable. 
Yeah, I had them both on a Foxtel IQ that I've just replaced. So there, they're gone. Yeah. Um, and then the King's Man is okay as well. That's the prequel. Which one's the one with Samuel L. Jackson eating the first one? Cheeseburgers. Okay, yeah, that's a he's problem. got a lisp, and he's selling people free phone plans, but he's actually got nefarious objectives. Who's, he, who's, the, who's the main guy? Not apart from Megzi. Who's the um, Colin Firth? That's the one. Yeah, Firthy. And then you got Mark Strong's there as well. He's good. He's he's good in that those type of roles. Yeah, he's found his niche. He was in um, Sherlock Holmes. No, I'm trying to think. Imitation Game. He was. He was uh, Sinestro also in Green Lantern, starring oh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds. So that's it. G to N is done. Thank you for listening, everyone. What are we going from? Do we have an O? Yes. Yeah, we're going from O to Z. No, but we didn't have a G last time. Zed's dead, baby. Um, what are you looking at me for? I don't know. How are you gonna, you oh, didn't sign off the other one. Oh, no, I did. No, you just you played the intro oh, yeah, song so that got out. everybody yeah, confused. We we're playing, playing the Show intro. Me Heaven. By, no, we're not uh, playing Marina Show Me Heaven. Whatever. Shut up. Out of okay. that's, that's this episode's over. G to N's done. Hey, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just start singing it for you. <laughs> you legitimately played the intro. I don't have another song. <laughs> <laughs>